Welcome to NFT Tales, our podcast that talks about our adventures in NFT land. My name is Jonathan Smith. And I'm Rosio. And I'm Jeremy. <laughs> and this episode titled Lot Going On, we are going to talk about, well, there's a lot going on. Uh, the the NFT world really was popping this week, and we just need to get into it. Let's go. Yes. Hell yeah. All right, I think actually we very rarely let her go first, and ladies go first. Come on, man. Like, let's talk about the apes this week. What's happened, Rosia? Wow, that's this is the pressure is on. Okay, well, we can start with the fact that the Board Ape Yacht Club uh, Instagram got hacked. I actually didn't see anything that happened. I know that they said something about something getting minted. Or something. All I saw was them saying we got hacked. Don't believe anything. So if anybody listening didn't know that, make sure you only go by what you see on Twitter because just because there's a check mark doesn't mean that it's it's can be trusted. You never know what goes on, you know? Yeah, that's what I got out of it is don't trust Instagram. Like if you you're not going to make it if you're using Instagram for NFTs. I'm sorry. That's what it seems like. But no, no, no. But for real, like everyone's real excited about, you know, what you is doing. So people thought it was real. So yeah, that that correct me if I'm wrong. It was Instagram and Twitter. I mean, Instagram and Discord. And they got mutant kennel and mutant apes. Yeah. And what's sad is, is that this particular Discord hack has been kind of going around some. So um, this is just probably one of the more high profile things of it. So it's just a really sad thing in the space that I hate to say it, but if minting nowadays is just almost a dangerous sport. If you wait and get some really good ones for mint price or lower and not have to get ones, do they sell out? Do they mint out or whatever? Like if you only buy after reveal, then you're only dealing ones that mint out. And so I wouldn't have clicked on that link just simply because I'd be like, oh, mint something? Yeah, but um, unless I hear about it. The goal as a flipper is to mint and then flip before reveal. That would have been a desirable mint right there. So you're telling me you wouldn't have clicked that link? No, I wouldn't have immediately clicked mint. Click the website link from the OpenSea page and make sure it lines up. Go do a little research before I connect my wallet and go bang. Well, that's smart. And that's the way that you should do it. So, (laughs) I'm not dunking or something. I'm just saying, like, this is what I recommend. Like, this is what you should do. You should go and double check things. I'm saying you're right. That's good. We we don't click links, ladies and gentlemen. And I almost hate it, but you got to go to OpenSea and like look at the what's the website link? Is it you know what's the confirmed main Twitter or whatever? Like, and go from there. That's Um, where those alpha shark softwares and other things that I have show you how many things are minting, how many things are being listed at what price point. Like I will look and make sure that there's been 50 other transactions before I ever execute a contract. And that's something I didn't used to do and where I'd get burned. It's not necessarily that we won't click the links. It's that we'll take it one step further to, to see, you know, what it is that we're clicking. And that's where, because we have the cold storage wallets, it takes longer to get through that process. So it, we can't be rushed. We're not fast. We're slow. We're, we're the turtles in the race. Yeah. I'll still mint to support a project like this week. I minted the, the signs we all did. That was so cute. Um, we, uh, it, that, that free mint for the signs. That was amazing and heartwarming. 
Um, I minted. I love the signs. Uh, the, the signs were incredible, right? Oh my God. Yeah. I got one that was tacos, tacos, tacos here in Texas. I'm a, uh, that, that kind of blew me away. And I was like, how did know? So uh, but, uh, and then I minted the heist or whatever, uh, uh, right? So that was another one that I just like the art on. So we love the heist um, too. We love that. Yeah, we love the heist. I mean, Rosie loved the heist. It's good art. So I'm not saying don't mint if you don't like you have that. Otherwise, good artists don't have anywhere to go, right? Like then we have a dead end in in art in this thing. So you have to mint sometimes, like for the for the culture. But don't do it for the flip. (laughs) Get get a get a post reveal unless you can sell a pre reveal. Like one or the other. Do not go through reveal. If you hold through reveal, you did it wrong. Period. I'm just gonna say that. End of story. Uh, one of the two sell before buy after don't hold through. There's no reason to um, next piece of news. Very unless Rosie inter- is going to dunk on me on that. Very interesting. Yes. I was going to have something to say there. Um, I do. If you're going to do it just to support the artist, especially then you buy and wait till reveal and it's fun and exciting. But anyway, Let's move on no, to that, some more that, happy that's, things. Uh, exactly. You know, if you support the artist, I'm talking about people that are just want to know about flipping, right? He's I'm talking really, about yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, mostly, yeah, the card shark. So the other thing that really kind of blew my mind this week that everyone's talking about. So everyone's talking about, obviously, how Elon Musk bought Twitter and, you know, Web3 is on Twitter. So now Elon Musk owns our ass or whatever. So what does that mean? Like, we don't know what that means, right? Like, no one has any... Maybe things will get better. Maybe. Maybe. We're, who knows, right? Like, that'll be kind of an up in the air. So far, he hasn't actually been positive about Web3. He's mm-hmm. pro-crypto, and people interpret that as good for Web3. But so far, he's actually been kind of negative about Web3. He thinks it's dumb. So we'll see. He's the kind of guy that would say that. So we'll see where things end up going as far as, like, what they've already done with integration, hexing, and all that. I just hope it doesn't go backwards. Um, and then, you know, there's the Moonbirds thing. And we talked about that last week, but, um, they, have, uh, Ryan Carson stepped down and he started his own thing. It just shows how the money's starting to move around. Right. That was cool. Um, yeah, the money for that project is a quarterly investment of 25 ether. So membership for a year is a hundred ether. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, we're talking big money. We're talking, you know. I don't even know if you'd call that web two corporate, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, that that's why that was big news. Cause it, it's not just like a small time, little something. It, we're, we're talking big money. Wow. Well, let's go ahead and take a break. Oh, go, sorry. Go ahead. I, I think it's been clear. It's been big money for a while now with the moonbirds. Oh yeah. It's definitely VC money coming into our space. And you know what? We need a little new liquidity. Maybe they'll buy some other stuff too. I'm not against it. So, um, so yeah, we, we can always could use some new liquidity. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about some other ongoings, including the civil war that almost happened in the history space. So we'll be right back. As everyone who listens to this podcast knows for a while, I consider myself I don't want to say established in the historical NFT space. Like I'm not that famous or whatever, but I I've definitely been in the space for a while. I've discovered my own historically significant assets. I personally believe, um, I, I have a, I, what I think is a really decent historical NFT collection, uh, ranging from rare Pepe's to curio cards, to moon cats, to puny codes, to, 
Um, anyway, look, I'm not trying to let's do my bags. It's just, it's what I'm into. It's a community that I've been a part of for a while, but a big deal for me. And one thing that's been kind of rising in that community and has been kind of a contention point is what is a historical NFT? Do things from 2021 count? Do things more recently count? Does it matter, you know, how much does it matter when the NFT was versus what the impact was, right? Like, um, it's more of a discussion about where these lines are. And the part of the reason why this discussion started to get heated for a while now and started to build is because certain people in the space have a certain amount of influence where if they call something historical, then it almost is a fait accompli. Like, it just happens. It is a historical NFT. People buy it. They get into it. The price pumps. If there was a bunch of those bought beforehand, then that person has a huge windfall or maybe not. You know, then that's what the accusations fly about. And this has been something that's been building in the space. And recently, this week, a punk named Pauly called out basically one of the leaders in the space, a guy named Leonidas, about doing this exact thing. It was it was originally a Twitter thread, and there was some some scuttling back and forth about people in the historical space deciding, you know, do we do we go with this guy who can ratio all this is punk guy or, you know, or do we, you know, do we go with him? Like, you know, we maybe kind of feel icky about some of maybe transactions that happen in this space. Not saying, not even, uh, you know, I, look, I don't have good le- evidence against Leonidas or, or evidence before. I haven't sat there and done my Leonidas research. I know what people have grumbled about. And personally, I haven't been on the other side of it because of him. If I've been on the bad side of a historical NFT play, it's because at this point of my own expertise, like I'm going to put it on my own back, right? I don't want to have anything to do with me being on one side or the other as far as me having evidence in the space about it. But I will say this, as part of this, in the boil over, people were wanted someone to stand up and say that this is turning into bullshit and no one's going to believe the historical NFT has extra value if things can't be defined and letting it just be up to the experts that get chosen by, you know, Twitter account follows or something is going to lead things into a bad direction. And then all of a sudden, all the history boys decide to call this spaces where Pauly and Leonidas and all of them devoted. Y'all have heard him do an interview on this podcast Jake, who I talk about a lot, to my favorite podcaster in the thing. Black Star was hosting it. Like Chain Left was on. And they're also a big puny code guys a host. Like uh, me as a speaker, and so basically, like the historical crowd, all jumped on there. <laughs> this, is the, this is the bar fight of the century. You'll have to get on this thing. Like <laughs> and, you know, and then I was sitting there, and I, I, I was you know trying to get into it. I was DMing everybody and all that kind of stuff. Who was on the speaker panel and everything, going back and forth trying to. And I was talking with them back and forth. So let's go to y'all. So that's the background. So, Rosio, what did you think? You got in there and heard about that. What did you think about what's going on? And, and what's kind of your conclusion that you got out of that discussion? Well, it seems that there's a lot of debate about the word historical NFT. And I've already said this to you too, but I think that to say the word vintage is a much better gameplay i think but then 
like you said, how do you decide, like, maybe aren't old, but just had, like, a big in- impact or historical impact? So I guess right. that's a big debate that everybody is still going to have. I think that the word vintage is something we can uh, come to an agreement on what it means. You know what I mean? And that was the original proposal that came out of that whole thing was they went back and forth. Paulie got in there and took some swings, basically. And then whenever they didn't move along fast enough, just moved along himself <laughs> and just went back to Twitter and was Props like, you know, what? Polly, you're my hero. <laughs> Jeremy enjoyed that, actually. Uh, but what I enjoyed was is that then everyone else kind of lined up. It got heated. <laughs> Let me tell you, like some, some people, like I was really surprised at how much came out. Um, but at the end of the day, it kind of swerved back down, kind of pulled back down. And the idea was to have a demarcation line, let just historical NFTs get trashed basically and let vintage NFTs count for things. Originally the idea was pre 2018, but that cuts off the skull. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, then call them vintage NFTs and then call everything else historical NFTs. I personally think ERC 21, I think the ERC standard 721 whenever that was invented, that should be the demarcation line. There's an obvious spot there, a natural line in the sand between whenever basically NFTs blew up and everything that was pre the standard that defines what a modern NFT is. That's what I would do on a technical level. If I got to say, and I've said that like three times in these groups, but <laughs> it's not really coming across because basically just people want to get this solved and not let this blow up anymore like this. Like now there's been a lot of like, oops, we maybe let this get to eat and like they didn't record it, but some people did and put it on YouTube. And so they've gone through it again. Like it, it, this is, these boys just provide drama. This is the moon cat drama to the moon. But and at, at first I thought it was going to be a civil war. I was getting on both of y'all like, this is going to be a breakout fight. And it definitely pulled back. I know Jeremy was disappointed about that, but I, I agree with you, Rosio. Like, I think there needs to be a new term. Something's got to happen. So, so it, I don't feel like it can be that easy of a line in the sand. And this is what I was going to say. Like, I always try to think of the outliers, right? So what two outliers could I think of? And obviously, you've got the V1 punks, right? Like, what's the date on those? When did they actually go back and mint the rest of that contract out? And even like the doogies, like, they find these contracts that haven't been minted out that have a date of like 17 or 16 or 18 or whatever it is, but they don't really mint them until... 22 and that's what people are saying like how do you call that historical because all of my moon cats were minted in 21 i don't have a 2017 cat but a majority how many cats minted in 17 before the rescuing of them in 21 but how many what should that matter a thousand Uh, only a thousand so that's the question does on something like that does the actual date of the nft matter or the cultural impact matter more well, like that's kind of what i not, mean but is, there were some shit projects what do that, you mean rosia you said that the date on the contract is 17 but it's not minted out until whenever but if the date is like what does that mean that it, they started minting in 2017 right yes yeah right. so then right. i feel like that they started it's not their fault it didn't finish <laughs> And look, I would love that definition too because Puny Codes is 2011, and I would love to back all mine up to that date. <laughs> Even it though would it don't help have to be 2011, well. yeah, yeah. Like our bags would like that definition too. That's actually what I'm pushing for is to append dates to things and I'm being transparent about why. Like, but it, but really, there's gonna but the the consensus is coming around to vintage. They're having a big vote. Vintage is blowing it out. Like that's what I got. You know, everyone's gonna come around to. And really, what the problem is is that there's a real benefit for projects to call themselves historical 
And some projects have just tried to co-opt that label to get the pump around it. And then there's people that are in the space that have used that to pump. And it's just people are sick of it. And, you know, the doggies became like, a, or whatever you call them, became like a joke. I almost want one just for the memes <coughs> because of how much people well, have gone on about that, you know. But People are going to say things and pump things no matter what. Exactly. I guess. That's and, the counter argument. It's like where it's a slippery slope. <laughs> where do you draw the line? Like who do you let pump their bags and who do you not? And that's really what I got so upset at was Polly was like, what's an archaeologist? How do you define an archaeologist? And what's an historical NFT? was his question for the record? I know. It was what is an NFT archaeologist? Just saying. I'm not on anyone's side here, but it was his first question. You know what? I would love to answer those questions. I didn't get a chance at the mic right then because it was such a heated moment. But I really think 2021 was a demarcation line. That first punk really sold for a lot of money in January 2021. And that's whenever everything looked like a fuse and went off after that. I really think that somewhere anything 20 and earlier is basically historical. Some people want to make the line 18, whatever. I don't care. I just think around 21 is really whenever that took off in the other way. That's kind of lines up to my ERC token idea. And that's how I define it. But I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm the freaking expert. That's the whole problem with this whole thing, right? So we just got to talk it out and listen to each other. I don't know. What do you think, Jeremy? You've been in this space as long as me now talking about this crap. What do you think? I mean, I... I don't disagree with you. It, it would make sense to me if there is a technological date or a, you know, a date where you could kind of lend credence to it like that, that you would pick that date. I mean, everything we have is, you know, 17 or earlier. So it's not like we're even really on the fringe, but I would like it to be a little older than um, 20. But so if we do my ERC 721, that's 2018. Just to I be like clear, that. that was for the Crypto Kitties. Was the first thing that used it. So, which actually was the first significant NFT project on ETH. That's the one that really blew up and tore up all the gas and kind of made the news and all that. So, um, I can so, see that being, you know, yeah. To me, that makes a lot of sense. That's fine, but a line's got to be decided. No one, but they're not going to decide to do pre and an- one. That's way too nerdy. I was- no, I told him no. I tried. <laughs> I said that was too nerdy. Like these guys are branding experts. Anyway, um, but I, it's just something that we're going to have to move forward on. I, I think I got so passionate about it because I have been in the space for a while. And this has been something that's been boiling up for a while. And just kind of seeing everyone line up and take shots at each other was definitely an emotional moment. But I think in the long run, it'll be good because it's almost like got out of the system. And now we will start to define things a little bit clearer. And if not, at the very least, there's going to be some tools built and all that. Like Ken was outright saying that he's going to build an engine to make it so whenever these historical projects get found, like you know exactly what wallets everything is in ahead of time. So there'll be some more transparency in the space and whatever. It'll be good in the long run. It'll drive some more innovation for the space, which is, you know, great for all of us. And that's, it's usually conflicts and moments like these that spur people to, to make advancements for the rest of us. So I think we'll all benefit in the long run, but it was definitely a, a cheese may moment. True yeah. I'm that. glad y'all were there. Right. Yeah. That was fun. Um, just yeah, the going very, back and forth and it's a drama. We love drama. 
We do look. I know. Uh, Rosie was over there like, really? I could have just been looking at this boring historical NFT stuff and I could have been getting drama all the time. It's like, yeah, that's what the drama really was. <laughs> I don't time. think it's boring. You know really- don't, don't say that about me. So let's take a quick break. When we come back, let's talk about, well, some fun things in our NFT world. All right. So we had a lot of fun this week, or at least I know I did, probably speaking from, <laughs> you know, personal experiences. But I, I think y'all both, you know, have some exciting newses, newses, one of ones. I mean, I, that's still on my bucket list. And I think both of y'all crossed it off this week. So custom yeah. one of ones at that. Yeah, yeah, we did. You go first, Rosie. Uh, okay, well, I got my taco porn NFT. I believe that is the at, so anyone can go find them. Yes, taco porn NFT. I just messaged them myself and said, hey, what do I have to do for a custom? And lucky I didn't have to do anything too crazy besides pay them for it. <laughs> <laughs> And I got one and nice. it has Good my trade. tattoo on it and everything. It's perfect. Love how it has the tattoo. It's so perfect. Yeah. It is a great, great NFT for you. I love it's a great the way milestone it came out. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. I didn't yeah, expect it to be right animated and either, and it is. So super cool. Love it. it. It's so cute. It's so cute. So yeah. Uh, that that really surprised me when that popped up. I was like, oh. Wow, she had something big happen in Web3 this week. That's awesome. Like that like I was so excited about that. So Me too. Um, and then Jeremy, uh, you had a big week too, obviously, right? But you were wanting to talk about one of ones. So I was uh, gonna give you the space, y'all. It's an important it's on my bucket <laughs> list. So I had let's see, I have the Stacy's made me the one of one for the golden ticket ceremony. The one-on-one is based on Sherlock Holmes, who's my favorite historical character. And he has on him, sitting on his shoulder, a Jonathan Toad with a noun style, wearing noun style glasses um, on his head. So um, as a hat, which is cute. The noun style glasses are a hat. Um, so I'm super excited about that. Yeah, it's so yep, cute. Like yep. She's like, are these important to you? I was like, kind of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just a lot of bit. Just a little bit of like, yeah. kind of, yeah. So, uh, but one thing that does excite me about it is apparently it's like the new standard for her for guys or whatever. So yeah, like I I, I get to have something that's unique and cool and original. Like y- y'all, any, who, who, anyone who's on my Twitter feed or listens to this knows that she's my favorite NFT artist. And uh, both me and Rosie are big in the fan club, right, Rosie? So to get a one on one from her is a big deal. So yep, yeah, and, Stacy's. Yes, very very exciting. That was very nice of her to give me the award and then give me the NFT out of it. Um, and let's see what else. And, th- you know, also, she gave me the one. So I actually got two from her recently. I got that unicorn from her recently for just watching her Twitch streams. And so, oh, yeah. Uh, Low effort NFT. I want one of it's those. It's your phone background. It's my phone background. You know what? It's low effort. So So cute. It's so cute though, because she's so good at drawing cute things. And so and I kind of surprised her. She thought I was going to ask her for a frog. I could tell because I always have the frog thing for memes and stuff. But I knew if she draw a frog and be like this mutant frog or something like, 
what I was really wanted was her to just draw something cute because I know even with low effort, she just knock it out of the park. And my favorite cute thing is a unicorn. So I surprised her. I was like, give me a unicorn. And oh my gosh, I'm so excited about that one too. So I have two really cool one of ones for my favorite NFT artist. So yeah, I'll take that. That was a huge week for me right now. So, um, but that's the kind of wins that, that, you know, or the, the, for, for the culture wins, you, you've had some just outright wins this week, Jeremy, tell everyone about all the wheeling and dealing you're doing. I think they'd be impressed by it. Oh man. It was a culmination of what felt like an eternity and it was probably only a few months. Um, kind of did a, a good barter. It gave me a little bit of extra firepower and then sold some of that firepower. So I I've been in the llama verse since the beginning and I was able to take my animated llama um, somebody wanted to trade up and I traded down. So one animated for two static, a silver boost, two and a half ETH, um, an alpha shark because I was losing access to that by not being an animated holder and some spit tokens. And I think another NFT. Um, so I, I made off with a little over 20 ETH in value and then was able to sell one of my statics almost immediately for 7.33 ETH. So I had, you know, all in on that ecosystem at like 1.75 ETH, but the last mint was $24 and it turned into a $20,000 payday. So it, it's, it's been a, a big week for me. That was my biggest that day in, in Web3. Yeah. And it was on Yay, April 20th. So Jeremy. I feel like that's going to give me stoner's holiday for forever. That's yeah. just amazing, man. I'm so proud for you, man. Congrats. You know, it, thanks. I, uh, it's nice to get that win. I know a lot of people see other people win. They see the people that minted the, you know, the monkeys when they're talking about it, they're always jealous. They're like they minted an ape. I bought the wrong damn cartoon animal. I'm still working. Like I like seeing some success stories. And I, I felt like John and I had been, you know, right on the cusp. I, I had a Gajira and sold it soon. I, I was, you know, right there at the finish line more than one time. And this was the first one that I'd actually seen all the way through. And it's, I mean, it, I'm not leaving this space anytime soon. I can tell you that it only takes one win like that to, to hook you for life or to hook me for life. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's wagged me to the core right there. The, you're going to make it theory. I've always thought if you just sat there and grind the space, you'll make it out, you know? Um, and I think, yeah, you get in your moment. That was huge, man. Like you definitely made the right play there and you, and you did in, you, you know, you did well for yourself and you, you've proven that you have your own standing within the NFT space, which I think is in and of itself. It's really great whenever you can carve out and say, you know, I'm good at something. And I think you can definitely step back and say that on this one. So I'm good at spending money. I know that's for sure. I already spent some of the ether. I won or won, like it's a gamble that I (laughs) reaped. So that was was a Freudian right there. Yeah. Yeah, But my top shot collector score got boosted a little this week as well. So I, I, I got some retail therapy and I celebrated. That's for sure. Yeah, of course you have to with a big win like that. So, um, yeah, we don't, we talked, we did the whole episode dunking. Yeah, it was this week, this week. He just, you know, and then he got back into a baller. So that's another thing that you splashed on that I think a lot of people would be excited about that listen to this podcast. You're now back into the ballers nation. So, Mm -hmm. um, that is definitely something that I think fits you being a top shot whale. You know, you having a baller is kind of right up the alley so i think that's a that's a great thing so i felt left out i gotta go get some shoes because i hear they give your player boosts so i'm gonna go get some dunk boosts because i'm only like a i think a 90 dunker so i'm gonna see what i can boost my rating to 
I might have some shoes that match, so we'll, we'll, we'll take a look at that one. So, um, but and uh, one other thing I think kind of happened this week that we can all be excited about is with the new launch of the OpenSea platform. I mean, not OpenSea, the competitor to OpenSea, Coinbase's NFT platform. Uh, we're finally seeing the juggernaut come to the arena. Um, right now, it's in a beta invite only type thing, but pretty much everyone who's asked at this point, I think, has been letting in. Um, you know, you can get into it and you can see. And they have the one thing that I was really happy about is out the gate, they had a lot more collections that were verified, manually verified. You know, collections that have been waiting for a long time to get verified in OpenSea were verified out the gate on Coinbase. Um, they had pretty good discovery tools out the, the, the gate. They had comments, which were freaking hilarious. <laughs> oh, my yeah. gosh. Whoever thought That's that was a good idea? Awesome. Oh, my. Huh. I mean, it's like they never knew what happened to blogs in the thousands or whatever. <laughs> like, there's a reason why everyone turned off comments like so long ago on newspaper articles and stuff. Like, it's a bad idea. But, you know, we're already seeing hilarious <laughs> things on there. Like, you know, baby, call me back or whatever and stuff. And so, so um, I can imagine it's only going to get get more. You know, I think most projects will end up blocking their comments is like on, you know, it'll end up happening. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's, it's awesome to have. We were losing faith on this podcast. We talked about how we were kind of getting to the point where we're like, are they ever going to come? Mm-hmm. Are they ever showing up? You know? And there they were, they did show up and they brought with them a lot of, you know, fun and a lot of excited people. And, you know, I personally haven't bought or sold anything on there. I'm still kind of an open C maxi just by uh, laziness. <laughs> but I think that, you know, this is finally the competitor to it. I was disappointed that I was wrong and they didn't bring anything as far as new tech to the market, like an L2 or something like that, but they definitely b- brought with them a, a community focus as far as, I don't know, the way they rolled it out, I think was generally a success and they're going to have to get out there more if they're going to stay ahead open sea. But I think this much more than looks rare or any other marketplace or, that I've seen out there could be the one that finally matches up to the King. I don't know. What do y'all think? I think if anyone's going to do it, it might be them. <laughs> But I mean, right. we've been waiting for so long. I think a lot of people have lost faith. So I don't know if like they'll still be into it the same way that we were in the beginning. I know that I kind of am not. Agreed. hundred percent. Like we've gotten so, it's so entrenched. OpenSea is such a market leader. Um, but what would be nice is if Coinbase brought new people in. So the one thing that we have talked about is how this open sea market is just like the same swirl of people. And if Coinbase can bring in some of those wallets, NFTs that have kind of stayed static on it and haven't been a, a part of the market's new liquidity, that, that's gotta be a good thing. I, that's your, that's your words though, Jeremy. That's you're kind of talking. What do you think about this? Are you going to be looking for flips on, on the Coinbase side? I mean, I'm going to be looking at arbitrage across all three, right? Like, uh, I think the same day the Coinbase came out, looks where it came out with benefits for listing, not just um, selling. So, I mean, they immediately tried to do something. And then I don't know if you noticed, but yesterday or today, I think um, Coinbase bought um, Jim.xyz. Um, so they bought an aggregator. Um, so, the I mean, best it, one. 
Um, I, the best one, the one that I preferred using, and I've even ha- heard some Open people C. put some backlash up against it and say, you know, I, there goes me using that. And here yeah, OpenSea bought, Open bought GemXYZ. Oh, yeah, OpenSea. Well, that's what I'm saying. So there are Coinbase is already spurring competition because they're they're making the people in the market like stay on their toes. So Coin or uh, OpenSea goes out and says, well, damn, we need an aggregator. And I mean, Looksware already had one, from what I understand, right? Right. Um, and so it. We'll see. I like, you know, Gem XYZ because they allowed me to use all my random tokens that I had accumulated. And so I, I spent like monster tokens. I spent SOS tokens. Like I was able to liquidate random stuff that I never thought I was going to get rid of to actually do a sweep with. And that that to me was I will f- forever go to that aggregator for that reason. I like it, too. I've used them both is my preferred one. I'm not going to cry about them going to OpenSea, though. I know a lot of people are upset about that. And they don't like consolidation, but OpenSea was going to do something to compete. And actually making their platform better by accu-hiring might not be the worst idea. So it's the kind of thing they probably should be doing. That's they what compete I... on sales percentages. What? Accu-hire yeah. away? Mm-hmm. Look at her dunking on me over there. I know. <laughs> that is some boring stuff. Dunk- uh, no, I'm I'm dunking on myself. I don't even... I support you. <laughs> right back at you. You know, I, I think for all of us, it's just fun to see so much activity in the space like we had this week. You know, there's some weeks in NFTs where we're we're in here and we're talking about like, you know, proposals and stuff, which is great, you know, but it's just because it's kind of a slower news week. Like this week, it was just kind of constant popping. There was just a lot of things moving, a lot of drama happening, a lot of different spaces. We didn't even cover all the news, you know, all that went on this week. So, but the Coinbase thing is something that could we look back years from now, and this would be the one thing from this week that'll, I think, stand out the most if it ends up being significant because this could be the thing that changes the way the market looks. But we're going to have to wait and find out. Um, the other thing that could change how the market looks is what Yuga Labs does, right? And that's the thing that everyone else is talking about. And so we're just going to have to see, you know, what ends up happening with that. You know, the toads have been pumping because of it. I've typed the word vibe so many times in the last, like, two weeks. Like, I want to say, like, 50 times or something, just because everyone's so hyped up about them being maybe part of the, the, the other world universe and that sort of thing. And so, uh, not that side. I am not just saying, other side, sorry. Um, look at her. That's why we have the pro mm-hmm. that, that helps us with that. Um, but we were not going to make it. None of us KYC. So we're not going to that other side, right? Like we're all fucked, right? So, I tried to KYC. I think we already talked about that. No, we already talked here. about this. We don't have but, to, we don't no, have to go over it again, but, but I saw someone tweeted to me. I'm not sure if they're right, but they you tried to KYC and you failed. You can still try, still KYC. Like they were like, check your email. I have any emails from them, but I'm still going to look. You should look, even though that's that's sketchy to me about email, but you should look for sure. True. So true. As a numbers guy, I would tell you, you wouldn't farm the denials on attempted KYCs because you don't know what the reason for failed successes would be so i would not farm that group of people and and even no i mean you might be but that sounds like bullshit false hope 
I, I'd rather set your expectations low when you be elated that I was wrong than you go in there thinking there's a high chance because I would say you're going to be digging through shit looking for something like a diamond. I'm that probably exist, I but. have too many emails anyway. You're right. I'm probably not going to even. You know what? I just want you to set up your tr- your ledger at this point. Oh, like no. I did beat you to that, right? <laughs> Mine's set up. I got a note on it right now. I literally knew you would set yours up. I was going to say it too. It was going to be like, yeah, he's going to immediately. It's already being set up. Like, uh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I did. I did cuss it out, but it was done <laughs> within an hour of opening the box. So and and I do I do like so just point out there that everyone knows I like a hardware wallet. Jeremy got the new NOS with the Bluetooth. So far, it's been working for you, right? Like you haven't tried hexing yet, but it, it, you mm-hmm. said you did get ETH on there, and you works with MetaMask, and so um, definitely we can recommend it, right? Like it's probably it works in our space. So yeah, and be able to do a direct comparison to the Trezor I had. So we'll be able yeah. to kind of compare and contrast next week. Well, I'll buy next. He just got it next week. He'll do all the traps on it. And we'll compare it back and forth with my X, and we'll let you know if it's worth spending extra for the X. So that'll be fun. Um, but I think we probably spent enough time this week, y'all. Let's go ahead and wrap it up. Before we wrap up, you know, we totally missed out on the meme of the week this week. Does anyone even have any memes this week that they want to talk about? Or has it just been all craziness? I don't have a meme. You know, I don't have a meme. She's like, how are you going to pull this on me again at the last minute? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a meme. You know, I don't have a meme. I absolutely love it. You know, I, I saw a meme this morning then. I'll just do the one that I saw this morning. Okay. So talking about the the historical NFT boys and all that, right? And the little drama that went on, the big fight in the Twitter spaces. It was one that said, like, the uh, yesterday, and it was a Mooncat historical NFT. And then it was like, today, Mooncat vintage NFT. I was like, <laughs> Damn it. that's funny <laughs> like okay yeah you, you win that's, <laughs> that's exactly that's my on, favorite so. too yeah right yeah there we go <laughs> so we'll we'll end on that one go ahead and follow us uh at nft tales uh is our podcast at poofy hair guy i'm gonna call myself the cardboard boxer is how you get old of me what about you rosio i'm at rosio r-o-s-i-o underscore png on twitter and you can find me at mr <laughs> jerk all right thank you all very much have a good one